Hey guys, CB back for another Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. This week brought to you by Under Armour Fish, uafish.com. All kinds of goodies for gift ideas for mom, dad, brother, sister, boyfriend, everybody involved, anybody that's, that gets out on the water. Check them out, uafish.com. Got a great show for you guys tonight as we welcome in Elite Series Pro. I can say that because he is Mr. Matty Wong, your Bass Nation champ. Matty's going to take us along a little journey into his uh, his career and uh, become a, a fisherman in his life. Great guy, great story. You will not want to miss this segment. Also got to thank our friends from X-Zone Fishing Lures. Um, Polinick, Jakobson, and others trust them. Why can't you? Check them out, xzonelures.com. Guys, Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, it starts right now. Welcome to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome, folks. This week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, and of course, shocked to life by Rely On Lithium Batteries. Tailor-made lithium giving you the most power to you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out at RelyOnBattery.com. Use code Angler's Channel. For 10% off, can it stop moving your screen? You're making me nauseous. Uh, for 10% off your next uh, your next order, guys, if you want to try lithium, now is the time to do it. And while you're at it, hit up our boys at dualpro.com and upgrade your charger as well to the Pro Series Dual Power. Of course, I just rigged up, Kenneth, one of their new um, Pro, I forget what, I can't believe I forgot what it is, but it's a lithium, it's, a, it's like the, the four-bank, Pro chargers, right? But it knows the professional series. Right, right. But it this one knows. Is it lithium or is it the other? Right? So it's a smart professional it's series. A smart pro, right? So I rigged one of those up in another application and a uh, pretty cool little deal. So check those guys out. Relyonbattery.com as well as dualpro.com, and uh, make sure you get your deals. I'm Chris Brown, along with social media ninja, Mr. David Chong. Hello, David. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Good. How are you? You seem so excited today. Mouth still hurt? You've been to the dentist? Mouth doesn't hurt. It's just uh, it might be hurting within the next month or so, but I've already racked enough dentist bills this year, so I'm going to have to put it out to next year. i got to wait till next year. You've already, you've already <laughs> met, your, uh, met your deal. Yeah, well, I'm doing that right now with surgeries, it seems like. so. And, of course, AC Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover. KG, how's the world treating you? Probably better than I deserve, but I try not to think about it too much. There you go. There you go. It is the week of November the 16th as we record this. So you're listening on the 17th. Uh, David, great job last week on the Veterans Day posts and all the social media stuff that you've been doing. You have really covered my ass well uh, these past few weeks. And even though I burned you a time or two, you were, right. <laughs> uh, you were right there to, to stay on top of things with me. So got to go to Virginia last week, visit my 95-year-old grandmother. Spent a few days with her, uh, my my dad's sister, my aunt passed away, so I went to her memorial. I uh, got to see a lot of family I hadn't seen in probably 20 years, but 
got to see my grandmother for the first time in probably four or five years. And uh, at 95, you know, she's kind of going downhill just a little bit. But I'm going to tell you something. That mind's still sharp, right? So we were at the dinner table, and I'm sitting beside her. And um, I didn't th- really think she knew, remember, who I was at the time. We just got there. We surprised her. She had no idea we were coming. And um, so, uh, yeah, so helping her eat a little bit. And I said, here you go, Hazel. And boy, I tell you what, she spun that head around, looked at me, and she said, I am not Hazel to you. I thought, wow. Yes, ma'am. Sorry, grandmother. She goes, that's all right, sugar. And then here we go. You know, it's back to back to same old, same old. So she knew who I was, all was good, spending a good time with her and uh, some other my family. So that was great. What about you guys? Anything exciting last weekend? Uh, I pretty much did nothing last weekend. Good for you. David, how about you? Just yard work. It's colder here, but it's been warmer than usual. So just more yard work before it gets too cold. Yeah. My, so nothing exciting. My wife and I got up for our morning walk this morning and uh, looked at the uh, the news and it said 51 degrees. Well, it was closer to 58 degrees, I think, KG, up here in North Alabama because it was, it was warm. Yeah. Then I was outside this afternoon working on some things for this weekend's tournament, and uh, it's even warmer. So, you know, it's winter in Alabama when you can turn the turn the heat on in the morning and the air conditioner on in the afternoon because it's it's work, both of them working overtime the way it goes. So, but I digress. Um, been a been a pretty fun week so far, although it's only Tuesday. Got some new product releases out there right now. Uh, Exxon, some new tungsten KG. I know you saw that. I noticed that email I got today about how soon could I place my Exxon order. I I, 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 got, I just got the email with the order. I hadn't opened it yet. But uh, So Exxon got some new tungsten. You can go to the website, check out the post. There are some discount codes in that post, in that article on EnglishChannel.com. So make sure you do that. Check that out. Uh, get stocked up for uh, for the winter. Um, or pass it along to your wife or your significant other or your girlfriend, hopefully not both, and uh, let them load you up on, uh, on what you need. So, You know, it's almost Christmas time. Maybe maybe I should uh, do a little Christmas wish list for Angler's Channel. It's 39 days to Christmas. And so, so I'm glad you mentioned that, KG, because I was going to bring it up, but I'm glad you went ahead and mentioned that. So, Currently, we are working on and building the 13 days of holiday extravaganza giveaways. David's like, yeah, whatever. 13 days <laughs> of holiday extravaganza giveaways, right? So far, Trickstep, they're on board, going to give away a step, right? Ooh. Yeti's on board, got a new backpack to give away. Costa's got some sunglasses and some stuff we're going to give away. X-Zone's in with a big prize pack, right? Under Armour Fish, they're in with a big prize pack. I'm sorry, guys. Both of y'all are not eligible for this. I apologize. And I just got word that rely on. If I quit today, will I be eligible? Do what now? If I quit today, will I be eligible? No. We have have a 90-day non-compete. So uh, it's a um, rely on's in. Not sure what yet, but rely on is in. Um, So is TH Marine and uh, a few others. So I've I've actually got one I'm working on that could be kind of cool for somebody. It's a little different gift. But it could be kind of cool. So I'm excited about that. But the 13 days of holiday extravaganza giveaways begins Monday, December the 13th, and will run through Saturday, Christmas Day. So more details coming up on that. We'll have that coming up for you 
uh, here on the pod and on the website. So make sure you stick around for that. But that's coming up. I am going to do, we're doing a holiday gift guide as well. It's going to come out um, soon whenever I do it. But KG, I'm also going to do, you know, you know how Oprah does her favorite things show? I'm going to do a Chris's favorite things show. So I think we should do this. Since you brought it up, KG, we should all three do our favorite things and we'll present them to the podcast and the and the web video world uh, for all to see and, and decide what they want to buy for Christmas. So, Okay. You, you, you <laughs> tell me the format and we'll figure it out. Pick five things that are your favorite that you want to share with others for Christmas. Just, David, do you do the just same? Just five things? Five things. <laughs> wow. Can you do five? Do you have five things? Oh, five will be easy. Okay. All right. All right. You do we, five. We I discuss, do five. David does five. There's 15, right? We discuss a few of them just about every podcast. We really do. We really do. But uh, but so they're good. It should be easy for you. So make sure you guys do that. Um, you guys get that done. Y'all be on the lookout for our 13 days of holiday extravaganza giveaways. I'm excited about that. Uh, talk about Exxon, their new product release, Trickstep. Go to trickstep.com. 10% off site-wide to November 30th. That's two weeks from today. Site-wide, 10% off. And tomorrow, Wednesday, as you're listening to this, I will be on my way to Greenwood, Indiana to open up a brand new Sportsman's Warehouse store in Greenwood. And when I'm done filming there, guess where I'm going, KG? That's like right in his backyard, isn't I'm it? I'm going 30 miles west, and I'm going to go see Mark Pizer and the boys at Trickstep do a little filming over there. Check those guys out. So excited about that. But check out trickstep.com, 10% off site-wide through November the 30th. So uh, you guys make sure you get that done. Let's see what else we got. Some website updates. We're still doing some behind-the-scenes stuff. We got some new stuff coming. Um, I don't think David even knows about it yet, but uh, we should have some updates here probably first of next week that we'll be excited about. Y'all start seeing some new stuff coming up there and some new looks, so that'll be fun. Uh, let's see. What else do we have going on? Notice that uh, who's it? one of y'all pointed out that um, some of the guys fishing the Redfish deal were wearing Amart ribbons last week down uh, on the Gulf, so... That's uh, that's pretty cool. I'd like to know more about those ribbons. And David, do we know what the gun fund, the GoFundMe is for Amart's kids? Do you know? Um, I'll look it up right now. But um, speaking about those pins, though, I believe Zaldane was the guy who came up with them. Oh, okay. Very cool. Very cool. I thought Bass's tribute to Amart was uh, was very good. That was uh, they did a great job with all those pictures and all that stuff for them. Um, let's see what else I've got. A, I got a little announcement with regards to the lies, legends and legacies podcast. Going to have to push it back a week or two just because of scheduling conflicts and, uh, the way things are rolling out. So that's going to come out Monday, December the 6th. So we'll get that lined up. David, any idea when we're going to do rookie podcast again? I don't know. Is, is today kind of like a rookie podcast possibly because, uh, you know, uh, he will be what fishing his first year on the uh, Bassmaster Elite Series next year. Okay, so we're gonna <laughs> we're kidding. gonna we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and 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 skimp out on it that way. So, well, since you brought it up, we are excited to welcome in Maddie Wong to the show here in just a few minutes. Maddie won the Bass Nation Championship. He's a Hawaiian angler. Is that right? Hawaiian angler, born in Hawaii, but he's from where on the West Coast? 
well, I don't see was it wasn't it California, but I don't know. I sure kind of yeah. So we we really prepare well for our for our podcast <laughs> guests here. But uh, Matt will be on here a little bit talk about uh, winning the. Um, the Bassmaster Nation Championship on the Washington River, which is a really, really cool tournament. I really enjoy going to that one. And then uh, qualifying for the Classic and the Bassmaster Elite Series. So that'll be uh, be a fun little interview to do. Um, got a little National Professional Fishing League news. They put out their 2022 schedule. Not sure we were supposed to have seen that when we did, but we did. Um, you know, in our investigative uh, prowess that we have. Um, 2022 schedule starting off in March on Lake Cumberland, then May on Lake Hartwell. Then they go to Saginaw Bay in June, Watts Bar in July, Sandusky Bay, Sandusky, Ohio, in late August, early September. And then they finish up on the Kissimmee Chain of Lakes. Um, in October. So I was told to remove the 2022 league championship from the schedule uh, by their PR person. I don't understand exactly why. I know there's been a lot of questions in the air right now about what's going on, but they are going to have a 2022 season. I just don't think a championship is in the works. KG, thoughts? Uh, I think I've heard or read or saw somewhere that that the money that would be used on the championship would be distributed amongst the AOI point standings. Okay. All so right. the, the fishermen will still – they're not taking money out of the fishermen's hands. Right, right. They're as, just not – As long as they actually follow through with it. Okay. All right. All right. That'll be good. And I just got off the phone a little while ago with a, a good friend of ours who um, – having a little trouble with some rules from one tournament organization in regards to who can fish what, when, where, why, and how, and what the time frame is on when they can fish and when they can't fish, when it's off limits, when it's not off limits. Even if they paid for a tournament last year, June of last year, 2020, for an event that's going to happen this year, in this month, coming up in the next few weeks, um, they are being told that um, they can't fish it because it's off limits because the lake that they're going to fish is now on the pro circuit schedule for 2022. So I guess it's off limits a year out. Now they can go fishing on the lake anytime they want to. They can guide on the lake, but they can't fish in a tournament on the lake at all. So doesn't make a lot of sense, but I was uh, told. Wait a minute. That, right. Did I just hear what you just said? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You can you can fish the lake. You can, you can guide, guide on the lake. lake. You just can't fish a tournament on the lake? Correct. Correct. Well, that's nuts. If it was but but from what I understand, if it was titled a championship tournament, then you're good. But just a regular tournament? No. Can't do it. It's against the rules. That makes no sense whatsoever. Exactly. Please know that I am not mentioning names. Well, you don't have of to. any organization. I'm not mentioning anglers' names of any organization. I'm simply stating the facts that were given to me. Now, from what I understand, there will be a vote. The vote was originally supposed to be made next Monday after this event. I'm guessing this lake is in a border state to you and I right now. <clears throat> this lake is really close to you and I right now. 
It's a lake yes. you and I will be on come Saturday, as a matter of fact. So, yes, um, it's one of those deals that um, doesn't make a lot of sense. But again, not naming names, just simply stating facts. Uh, but I was told today that supposedly the vote may be moved up a day or two. Not sure. But it affects a couple of anglers that have paid for this trail paid to fish these events over a year and a half ago. And uh, here we are. They're, they're being told they cannot fish the event now because of, uh, well, it's tournament on a lake that, it's, that is currently on the 2022 schedule for next year. I'll leave it at that. If it's fully off limits, I understand it. But if you're telling me that you can just fish on your own, the issue is the fact that it's a tournament. That's just absolutely asinine. These pros could take their current partners and they could go fish the lake all day on Saturday. But because they're in the tournament that's not deemed a quote-unquote championship, they're out. Can't do it. Uh, but they could just still go fun fishing together. They can guide on the lake. They can do all that. So – We'll uh we'll leave that one for future discussion. I'm gonna save my my I'm gonna save more remarks because I told y'all I wasn't getting into it anymore. And I've done really, really good for a really long time. Well look, it's real simple, Chris. There's no reason to get into it. It's stupid. In a discussion. Oh, it's it's beyond stupid. It's so stupid I'm drinking out of a peak yeti cup. So that's how stupid it is. So it is uh it is purely that stupid. So we're going to uh, we're gonna move on to a quick little break. When we come back, our buddy Matty Wong gonna join the show. Talk to him about his nation championship win, uh, going to the classic, and of course that Bassmaster Elite Series invitation coming up right here on the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see. Probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right. You know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit relyonbattery.com slash anglerschannel and use our special promo code anglerschannel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mention they also offer fast and free shipping? You didn't, but even better. So hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. That 
Mercury. There are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. And we're brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. Future of Marine Charging is here. Find out more dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in our buddy all the way from out on the West Coast, Mr. Matty Wong, buddy. It's been a little How's while. Guys, We've been trying to get a hold of you. But uh, <laughs> thanks for being a part of the show, man. How are you? I'm great, man. Thank you for having me, guys. Uh, you know, it, it's it's been overwhelming. Uh, all, like I said earlier, just all positivity. I, I'm uh, it's still I'm still floating on a cloud, uh, and uh, it's it's seriously a dream come true, man. So you know, things are good. Things are good. So I was watching the weigh-in. Uh, I was actually supposed to be at that event shooting t- photos for bass, and I uh, had some oh. other conflicts, so I couldn't make it. But uh, I, that's one of my favorite events of the year. Uh, because we're all about grassroots guys and guys like yourself, and uh, was watching the way. And dude, you just that last day, you were just you you were like shocked. I guess it seemed like were you shocked that you took the lead? I, you know, I think with life, right, comes checking expectations. Sure, and with tournament bass fishing it's important to always check your expectations, always shoot for, you know, your goals. But, you know, for me, I've I've dealt with so many letdowns throughout my life, um, you know, through various different industries and whatnot. I've learned to check expectations at all points of, uh, of a trek or a journey, if you will. And especially in tournament bass fishing, um, because, you know, even with the bag that I had, I, in my head, I was like, yeah, I have a chance. Like I remember, so I, I'm excited to share this actually, because I, I have a, uh, I, I have GoPro footage of the whole thing. Right. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I'm going to share it on my YouTube channel, uh, which is capture fish. Um, and, uh, but it's, it's cool because I, there's a moment where I look at the camera after I catch my last three and a half pounder. And I'm like, I think I actually have a chance at this thing. <laughs> but with that being said, I was like, no, 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 don't get my hopes up. I've had them shattered before. I need to reel it in and just, you know, stay, stay in the, the, the mental space of like, it's not done yet. Right. Um, so yeah, when, you know, <laughs> I think the shock and the disbelief, you know, it was definitely, it's funny because before we weighed in, like I, I talked to to Kobe and I was like, man, so did you get them today? And he looks at me and he's like, yeah, 18 pounds. And I was like, wait, what? That's Kobe. We know Kobe well. So oh, yeah, dude, he's a, he's a stand up great dude, man. And he looked at me, he's like, no, nah, I'm just playing. I got like five and a half, six pounds. And like my heart dropped out. Cause I was <laughs> again, checking expectations, you know, I was just like, man, well, yep. And that's why I don't get my hopes up because obviously this guy, this hammer of a fisherman would be able to come up from behind and, and snag another bag like that. But yeah, it was, no, it was, I think it was in disbelief because this is my biggest win I've ever experienced. You know, I've, I've won, you know, at the ABA level or, you know, for club events and whatnot, but nothing to this, this magnitude. So 
when did you come over from Hawaii? When did you move to the to the mainland, I guess? Yeah, um, I was 24, about to turn 25. So uh, about, uh, I would say, this January 13th makes nine years. Okay. Uh, so, you know, I was born and raised there. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm very much identify myself as, uh, you know, a, a proud uh Hawaii born kid. I'm not Hawaiian. I, I, I don't have Polynesian blood in me, um, but uh, I'm half Chinese and a mutt, you know, Irish, German, French, all kinds of like this big mixture. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it was a special and pretty important place for me to grow up uh, when it comes to, you know, my angling background. Uh, you know, I, I grew up fishing for peacock bass in Lake Wilson, uh, which is, uh, it's my home lake, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got large mouth in there, and then we all also have small mouth in the streams there. Uh, so, whenever, whenever I talk about bass fishing in Hawaii, people are like, "What? There's bass there?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, do your research, and right. you know they're there." Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, and then from there, you know, saltwater fishing uh, through high school, um, you know, chasing giant trevally, and then also uh, we call them ulula there, uh, and uh, and then free diving, uh, spear fishing, and whatnot, which I was also competitive in for a little bit. So. You know, that's, uh, that's kind of, kind of like my, my background when I was there and, and I never thought in a million years, I'd want to even live on the mainland. Right. Um, at the time I was playing music and doing radio and TV and TV commercials and all kinds of stuff. And so I was like, well, the next place to go is LA, right? Everyone's talks about like, oh, well, if you've done it this far, or if you enjoy this industry, might as well go to Hollywood and give it a shot. And uh, so that's when I, I saved up 10, 10 grand in 2012, working like seven odd end different jobs, uh, bought a one-way ticket, uh, shipped my car. And um, yeah, just, I had my saxophone and a, and a suitcase. <laughs> so how did you get into fishing and tournament fishing at that? Okay. Well, uh, I'll take you guys on a little journey. Okay. Um, so it goes back, my fishing actually goes back to the ripe age of like, I don't know, two I was, I was in diapers still when I had my first fishing rod in my hand. Um, and my, my dad would take me, uh, to Lake Wilson and he would also take me to, there's a couple of little harbors and stuff, uh, in Honolulu. And he would, he would hook, uh, tilapia with a bamboo pole and he would give me the rod and I would, Ooh, you know, and I was just like super excited, like, you know, feeling the tug, you know, sure. as a little, little kid. And so when I was finally able to like, to, to stand on my own and have my own rod and cast, you know, I figured out how to cast by like four easily. And I was, you know, catching tilapia at the ramp. And from then that's when I started getting into bass fishing. When I got slightly older, one of the guys that used to cut my, my dad and I's hair, um, this guy named Lance, he would take, take me out and, uh, he'd teach me how to catch peacock bass. And, um, and so from that, my love, just kind of evolved from, you know, I, I was the type of kid that, you know, whenever I'd look outside the window and I'd see a pond or, or I'd see like a, you know, a body of water, I was just instantly glued to the window. Like, is there fish in there? And can I catch them? You know, I, it was just something that was constantly going through my mind. Um, and so as I got older, uh, got more and more into bass fishing, got more and more into ocean fishing, it just all types of fishing just always just intrigued me. Uh, fish behavior intrigued me. Uh, the, you know, when I was talking about free diving, uh, you know, when you're able to understand and study a fish underwater, you, you start to realize that every single different type of fish species has its own personality. 
And people are like, well, but how do you say it? like, but no, really though, every single fish has its own type of personality, like a, like a peacock grouper in the saltwater. We call them Roy back home. They're super inquisitive and you can play hide and seek with them and they'll come out and they'll look at you. And then if you pull away, they'll kind of pull out a little bit more and come in closer. And then it gives you enough to, time to get a shot. But if you go and charge after them, they're out of there. And, but then there's other fish that will come in. If you're like throwing sand or dusting sand off the bottom, they get intrigued by like the, their curiosity comes in because they're like, Oh, what does this person do? Or what is this thing doing trying to like dig up, you know, sand. Sure. And so when, with those little small nuances, you know, I started getting more and more. I'm like, Oh, well bass or at least peacock bass or smallmouth bass They're you know, they have these similar types of personality traits that you can kind of pattern. Uh, and since in Hawaii, we have, one season and which is summer and then we have wet summer like i like to call uh you know we don't get to experience different seasonal patterns and changes so things just water temperature is almost always the same year round right and so i was just you know so i i felt like i was challenged through bass fishing but i never got to do any of the seasonal changes so that's why i started challenging myself in the salt water um so i think that kind of helped me with that but then um like i said guys it's a journey uh (laughs) My, my, my dad's one of my dad's best friend. Um, so I moved out in, in 2013 um, and I was living in Hollywood and I was, you know, basically struggling to make, uh, you know, rent every month. And my uncle Bob, uh, who is my dad's good buddy from college, uh, lived up in Roseville and he was like my bass, like another bass guru because he got my dad into bass fishing and he would come and visit us when I was a little kid. Uncle Bob would send me like flukes in the mail. He'd be like, here, Texas rig these. And I'm like, what are these? You know, it was just so cool. I was like uh, just intrigued by, cause you know, certain soft plastics you just can't find in Hawaii sure. um, at the time. And so, you know, from my Bassmaster magazine, oh, Texas rig, you know, or going watching VHS as a Roland Martin and Bill Dan. So I was like, okay, I know what a Texas rig is and start you know, doing that. Uh, and so my uncle Bob, uh, it was cool. Cause I realized I'm like now living in California, I'm actually in like this Mecca of bass fishing, right. maybe not with the industry wise, but when it comes to just, there's so many different lakes. Uh, and in 2015, my uncle Bob was diagnosed with a brain tumor. And, uh, by the end of, I went to go and visit him and I took him fishing for his last time off of his boat. And, uh, he passed a couple months later and that was, mm. it, it, it rocked me. I, you know, cause even though he wasn't my blood uncle, he was, you know, a, definitely like an, like a father figure in a way, sure. um, you know, cause being my dad's best friend, he was someone who we'd always kind of like, like chime in with. And, um, and so, you know, after he passed, like I was kind of having a rough time in, in, in LA and I was thinking, you know, well, maybe uncle Bob's boat is still around and maybe I can buy it from, you know, his wife and, and maybe, go guide in Hawaii, send it back to Hawaii and go guide on Lake Wilson. <laughs> and that was my thought. And so what I did is I, you know, I asked uh, Lori, his wife, and I was like, Hey, what'd you do with uncle Bob's boat? She's like, well, I just put on consignment, but I know that he'd want you to have it more than anyone else. And so wow. I was, wow. Okay. Well, how much do you want for it? She's like uh, five grand. And I'm like, okay. Checks in the mail. I've always <laughs> wanted a bass boat. Like I remember as a kid, I had a, a Bass Pro, uh, it was like a toy set. It was literally like a truck and a bass boat. And I would fill up the tub like a quarter way. So it was like a little ramp. Oh, yeah. And I'd pretend to like reverse in this bass boat. <laughs> it's like a very vivid memory of mine. Sure. Um, 
but yeah, so I, I got this boat and you know, this one part of the dream came true. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have my own bass boat. This is crazy. I can go like, and the, and the closest body of water was the Delta at the right. time. Uh, so I started putting in as much time as I possibly could on the California Delta. And, uh, it was definitely a learning curve, you know, old uh, the old, uh, motor guide trolling motor, you know, uh, not recessed foot pedal. This is a 1990 Ranger 364, uh, Comanche and a, uh, a Yamaha 150 pro V on it. Um, and I learned how to flip grass. I learned how to chatterbait, um, spinnerbait, uh, was something I would do in Hawaii, but not, you know, we didn't have, we don't have toolies or, you know, cattails or whatever you want to call them. But so I'm learning like, all these different subtleties studying YouTube. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. The amount of stuff that's on YouTube now. Right. Right. So even back in 2013, Bobby Barrick had a couple of like seminars that were out, uh, Kuch Kuchia, then like informative fishermen, uh, the tactical bass and guys were just kind of just starting. They still had like maybe 20,000 followers, like subs back then. And so I was really latched on then I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm completely addicted. So, uh, I told myself that I wanted to become at least at it, like just decently adequate when it comes to catching bass on uh, a, on a random fishery uh, to the point before I started to compete. And that was my goal. I, I didn't want to just get into it. It's always been my dream to compete. I've always wanted to do it, sure. but I was like, I don't want to get in and start donating. I've heard too many stories of people like, Oh, I, I love bass fishing. I just got into it. Here's take my money guys, right. you know? Right. And, and I'm like, no, that's, that's the wrong, you know, I, I gotta, everything's an investment. And so I'm, I'm going to invest my time into learning all these different techniques. I, I, I took my knowledge of, 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 uh, fish behavior and, and condition readings from ocean fishing and free diving back home in Hawaii and apply them to fishing on these different fisheries in California. And so in 2013, oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> in 20, in 2018, I brought my boat down from Cal, uh, from North Northern California down to Castaic Lake, mm-hmm. which is about an hour away from where I was living at the time. And, uh, I, I, you know, I'm like, well, if Aaron Martins came up from here, uh, there's, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot that I can learn from this place. And, uh, it's a tough, tough fishery. Anyone who's ever fished Castaic knows that, you know, there'll be days where you'll go out. Oh, oh no. Did I, did I lose you guys? No, we're here. Okay, we got you. Sorry. No, you're good. I, um, my laptop's wigging out, but like I said, so there's, 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 there's some days on the water where, you know, you'll just won't get bit all day and there's constant pressure. You have to use like, you know, six, five, even four pound tests when you're finesse fishing. Uh, you know, it's not every, like everyone thinks out back, uh, East, I feel like, Oh yeah, if you're throwing big swim baits and sticking 10 pounders left and right. It's like, no dude, it's a struggle sometimes. And like my biggest bass in the upper lake is only six pounds. Uh, and so that's, there's, a lot has changed since the nineties where guys used to pull out close to 20 pound bass. And I think even a couple 20 pounders out of Castaic before the striper got in there. Right. And also I think before like the, the bloodline got a little bit diluted and I guess there's a whole bunch of different features or factors that go into that. But in my head, I was like, you know what? I feel like I learned how to power fish on the Delta and now I'm going to learn how to finesse fish because drop shotting is something we just never did in Hawaii. It right. was like cranking, 
topwater flukes and spinner baits and that kind of stuff. So I'm learning neckle rigging, learning how to drop shot, learning how to finesse Carolina rig, all those kind of things. Um, and then finally in 2018, I joined the Ventura County Bass Club, just again, doing some YouTube research and then uh, getting online and Googling, okay, what is a Bass Nation associated club right. and how do I get into one? And then Ventura Bass Club popped up, I joined, I fished my very first club event uh, in October 20th, 2018. And I got, I got first place and all these guys are like, wait, who are you? What are you? Right. <laughs> what? And I'm like, I like to fish guys. <laughs> and uh, from there, like everyone kind of like, they opened their arms to me and they, they realized my passion and I just dove into it even more. And so 2018 was the first year I, I actually did a, a competition. And then I uh, dove into the Bass Nation as a co Right. in 2019. So one of the guys in the, in the club, uh, he's like, Hey man, what I would recommend is you do the bass circuit as a co first, understand the format, understand the different bodies of water that they go to. It's good that you already know the Delta, but I think it's good that you learn all this other stuff. Uh, and I'm like, great. No, I'm all about it. And so I started to, I did the whole, uh, the whole 2019 season and I got my but absolutely hand to me from <laughs> the back of the boat. I learned that you couldn't fin uh, power fish effectively from the back seat. And yeah, there's exceptions to the rule and whatnot, but I didn't know that the most valuable thing as a co is a Senko, you know? And, and I, I, I learned that, which is awesome. But, you know, I had a couple experiences throughout that season where it was frustrating for me because in my head, I knew the right, or at least what I thought was the right decision to make. And I was stuck behind a boat with a guy, you know, dragging a Carolina rig down a riprap wall. And I'm like, dude, they're not on riprap right now. They're in, they're on this or they're doing this. Sure. And so I told myself, you know what, next year, screw it. Go ahead and just do it as a boater. Even though you got a boat older than Moses, it doesn't matter. All it is is a platform. It, it doesn't define a fisherman. Right. And I fished uh, my very first season as a boater in 2020, um, which was perfect time for the good old COVID-19. Mm -hmm. uh, so I ended up my very first tournament in 2020 as a boater. I caught a I caught an eight pounder at a it was on a spotted bass lake, and um, there was largemouth in there as well. And I uh, I stuck an eight pounder. And where the average bag size was eight pounds of the tournament, I ended up weighing like 16 and, uh, lead, I led day one and then going into day two, one of the local guys, um, ended up catching up to me. And I think he bought, he beat me by like half, like half a pound or something like that. But so that was the first qualifier. I got second. I was like, okay, this is good. Like I, I just need to get one other top 10 and I'll be okay. We go to Nasi Mena, which is another spot at Bass Lake. And again, I've never really fished for spots because, um, in, you know, in the Delta, there's not, there's not a lot of spots in there. There's some in the Northern parts and then down in Southern California, there's not a lot of spots in the central coast. And then also in the mother load regions, there's a lot of spotted bass. I have caught a couple, but I've never got to really dive in on a spotted bass fishery. Uh, but I ended up taking fourth at Nasi Meno and, um, yeah, I, I actually have all this stuff on my YouTube channel. Cause that's kind of when I started vlogging more and more. Sure was uh, when I did the Nasi Meno event. I didn't have the eight pounder uh, on, <laughs> on, on tape. I wish I did, but you know, that's what it is. Um, 
but so I got fourth there and I'm like, uh, okay, I think I'm good there. You're, you don't have to do anything else. I think you're, you're good for the team. So, uh, fast forward 2021, it's when the, the qualifications through 2020, you get part of the team for 2021 and then you fish the regionals and our regionals was at Havasu. Right. Um, and tough fit. I mean, it was my first time to visit Havasu during pandemic. I just needed to get out of LA. So I, I took off and went to Havasu camped out and I visited Havasu twice in 2020 for the first time. And I love the place because for me, it was a combination of the Delta and Clear Lake and a little bit of Castaic. Mm-hmm. And it was cool because it kind of like played to a lot of my strengths, really clear water. And, uh, but then there's also grass and whatnot. And so I ended up taking first place day one against an 87 boat field. <laughs> and, uh, I had, I think 18 pounds and I caught half of them, uh, on a rip bait and then the other half on a glide bait. And, uh, I ended up sticking a four and a half pounder on a glide uh, that I had found in practice, uh, which was pretty fun because I, Kenneth, Kenneth smiling. We're all in North Alabama except for David. So Kenneth just okay. got on the glide bait deal about a year and a half ago. So he's, okay. he, he's dialed into the glide bait stuff. So, Oh, that's good, man. Yeah, dude. It's, they, they eat it across the country and, and, yes, and it's do. something that it's such a valuable tool and an under underutilized tool. Uh, and if you know how to use it in the right place, it, it's just like anything else, man. A drop shot has a, has its right place and time. And I, I strongly believe so, so does a swim bait. Um, but yeah, so I ended up taking third overall. I felt a little bit down, uh, the, the last day of competition, but I still uh, blew it out of the water for California, giving me the, the opportunity to fish the, 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 the national event, uh, on a Wachita. And I was tripping out. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, this is my first year as a boater. I make it to regionals. I win regionals. And then now I get to fish for California, the nationals like, Oh my gosh. So, but, but now, now it's totally different. Cause you're going to a place you have no history whatsoever. On. And nope. It probably doesn't look like anything that you fished in California. <laughs> no, it doesn't, you know. Um, but I'm grateful that I've, I, I got to do a little bit of traveling. Um, and I've, I've definitely, have, I've, I've fished some places that have some docks, you know. I've fished some natural <laughs> bodies of water. I've fished some bodies of water that have, you know, some tannic water or some muddy water. I've also fished places that are clear and deep. And so it's not, for me, the same thing like a Wachita. I've never been there. But I was able to associate certain things that I'm familiar with and kind of adapt my style to how I feel comfortable fishing. Um, and so I'm let, let me stop as, you, let, let me stop you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta I gotta make a point here. Do it. We talk we talk all the time and you hear it that the biggest key is time on the water. And yes. this is the reason why that's the key, yes. is because you have to make it right in your own head. And if you can't get on a body of water you're that you're not familiar with and make it right in your own head, you're going to struggle. Yeah. You're relying on your past history to make it right in your own head. I agree. I agree completely, man. Um, it, I think, and that a lot of kids now, I think when, when they see the pros and they watch the pros and they, they look and they see, well, they got all this electronics. Like these are the electronics that I need to become a successful fisherman. I'm like, no, it's not. I mean, yeah, you can like buy the Insta Pro. I mean, it, it will kind of like the, the <laughs> that's what some of my friends call the live scope is an Insta Pro, but sure. it's a uh, it's because you know you can scan around. Oh, look, there's a fish there. Sure. 
oh, there, I'm on. You know, it's it's you take away the the like, okay, why is that fish there? Mm-hmm. Why is that fish sitting up there? Is it because of the conditions? Is it because of the temperature, the time of year? There's so many different facets that go to play into if you don't understand why that fish is sitting up there or whatnot, you know, you can have all the electronics in the world, but it's not going to help you. Right. And so my message for like younger anglers is like, look, time on the water, whether it's a pond, whether it's a lake, a, a river, studying nuances of conditions and studying fish behavior and bait behavior throughout the different parts of the year is way more valuable than buying any electronic out in the market right now. Because I, and I say this humbly, I just did all of this with a X96 Lawrence unit, <laughs> which is a, a black and white unit from 1990. And then my bow unit is a HDS seven from 2006 that when I would hit a waypoint, it dropped it middle of the land in some place in Louisiana but it gave me depth and it gave me temperature, which are the two most important things. Uh, <laughs> but not to say that I'm excited to run all the, all the goods on my new uh, Ranger that I, that I want, but I'm, uh... <laughs> That's... but you have to have that intuition in order for those tools to really help you without yeah. the intuition. First, those tools are just going to confuse you more. I, I completely agree. And, and I hear it from time and time again is, is people that are like, man, that live school's that live scope's super cool, but man, I end up looking down and I'm, I'm chasing crappie around for like two hours. <laughs> I'm like, man, you've been trying to catch bass. He's like, I know I thought they were bass and I finally stuck one. It was a crappie. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I mean, you got to also know like what crappie look like when they school up. Sure. Uh, and if you don't have that time in the water and understand it's like you said, it's, it's important to be able to develop the intuition and then rely on technology. So you, so you go to Wachita, you win, right? Eight ounces back, going into the final day, you win it by a few pounds. And John Stewart says, dude, you're going to the Classic. I mean, dude, this is your, what, year and a half into being a boater? And you're going to the Classic? The one tournament that everybody in, in, in fishing dreams of going to fish, dreams of even being a part of I mean, I've been to... I've been to 19, 20. I've been to 21 of them. Wow. I've been on every side of the fence you can be on, except in the angler's shoes. Wow. And, I mean, it's the point where even today, and I don't even fish tournaments that much anymore, but, you know, I still ride around on, on trips going, what would my what would my walkout song be, KG? What would my, <laughs> what would my song be, right? Yeah. What would my song be if I fished the classic? What would it be? So, Maddie, I mean, dude, you're you're going to classic, bro. I know. Speaking <laughs> of which, do you have yours picked out yet? Oh man, I'm still <laughs> deciding. I, I I need something to represent me from Hawaii the best. Um, I, I'm you know I'm not gonna play Californication or like <laughs> I'm not gonna play like some you know some cliche California song, but I I uh, you know I want to. I want to pick some, I have not picked something out yet, but you know, I have a couple of things in mind. I, I, I played a song. Um, my walkout song for Bass Nation was uh, a, from a group that are from Hawaii. It's a, a band called Pepper. Um, but 
I'm not sure. I might even have one of my friends like write a song because uh, I was a music- musician. Uh, I mean, I still consider myself a musician. I play the saxophone. I've been doing it for over 16 years. Um, and so I have a, a few friends back home that are incredible musicians and that could easily write me up a tune uh, and be fun. But um, yeah, no, it's dude. It, Chris, it's, it's incredibly humbling. I want you to know because as a kid, I, I've always watched the classic on TV. You know, I, I've never physically been to one. Sure. And I've seen all this overwhelming stuff with the expos and all the interviews and all this stuff. And just like watching it, you know, from a screen uh, doesn't, you know, ever give anything um, true scale of, of how the magnitude of it all. But uh, yeah, it's, it's incredibly humbling. Um, but, you know, I've, to remind, I, I've also been on a boat my entire life. I've, as a, as a boater, yes, as a, a, a bass nation, you know, fishing bass fisherman, yes. But as far as I can remember, I was, you know, whether it's in the ocean or if it was on Lake Wilson, I was on a boat. Right. And so understanding boat, how to, how to captain a boat in double overhead swell when the coast guard's single uh, circling you and you're five miles out on a 17 foot Boston whaler, you know, understanding how to read cross chop, uh, like swell direction, interval, all that kind of stuff. And, and then when you get on a lake, it's so much more relaxing because you don't have to worry about all that stuff. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's, so it's, I do have that experience of, you know, of being on the water, of understanding, you know, obviously boat positioning and that kind of stuff and, and how fish also react and relate to a boat. Uh, but I do have so much to learn, uh, you know, when it comes to bass fishing and, and, and especially at this uh, higher level of competition, but I'm really excited to turn this next page and, and do it. So you've uh, qualified for the classic and you've gotten an invitation to fish the elite series in 2022 mm-hmm. are you taking that invitation i signed my paper and i already <laughs> uh, i just gave my deposits today very cool so uh yeah i'm uh how's that feel <laughs> probably a combination of things <laughs> yeah um it's crazy you know to say you know that to give myself a you know the the preface of uh you know elite series pro <laughs> That's, it sounds weird, man. And it's, it, it's going to take a while for me to get used to, to be honest. I, I, I know that there's, cause there's so many guys, man. And, and what I mean, and I, and I'm humbled again, I, I have the utmost humility because I know that there's so many, so many incredible anglers out there that have dedicated their entire life and that are far superior anglers. Um, that just never get the shot or just never end up like making it to that level. And so the fact that I'm here and that I get to live my dream and call myself an elite series pro it's, Oh man, it sounds so cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's wild. That's all. It's wild. Look, 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 don't, don't look over the fact that the road that you took is a very difficult road. To, to make it the way you did is not easy at all. It's probably the most difficult way to get there. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't, you know, don't take anything away from that. You've really accomplished something pretty big and you've done it, you know, your own way. 
Thank you, Kenneth. I, I appreciate that, man. Uh, and the, it's the same thing. I, I got to talk to Mike Iconelli. Um, he gave me a call yesterday and, and we talked for like almost an hour. And, um, you know, he said, you know, like you deserve to be here just like anyone else. And, and Brennan Polinick also said the same thing. And, sure. and so did Carl. And, uh, and it's, it's crazy because I get to fish against guys I've been looking up to for so long. You know, I get to fish against guys that I, I've watched their Bass University speeches or, or talks, you know, or, or their YouTube seminars or, or episodes. And I've picked up on like small nuances in their craft. And so it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me, but <laughs> it's, it's exciting. You know, I, I feel like this is the one thing in my life that I've always wanted to do, but I never, I, I've always been trying to piece it together. I'm 33 now. And I've gone through many different careers in my life. I was an actor. I was a retail guy. I was a surf coach, uh, a saxophonist, um, voice artist. I've, I've done a whole bunch of different things, but the one thing that's been constant in my life and throughout everything has been fishing. And, you know, also, you know, in the past eight and a half years in, in Los Angeles, I've been working as a photographer and as a lighting director. So I've done technical light, and you know, studio light for big ad campaigns for MGM Grand for Chanel or you know, you name it. And yeah, it was fun working there. But the greatest part about that was that I get to be my own boss. I got to own own my own company, say yes to the people I wanted to work with, and then also peace out and go fish for as long as I wanted to, and not have to worry about it. And so I think uh, I, I owe a, a, a huge, huge, uh, you know amount of gratitude towards the industry because it allotted me to put so much time on the water when guys are like, dude, do you even work anymore? Like I'd have like some of my colleagues would, they'd literally hit me up. They're like, uh, Hey, are you available this week? And I'm like, yeah, I'm available. They're like, yeah, it just seems like you're always on your boat. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. I am always on my boat. Yeah. You know, when I'm not working, that's where you'll find me. Cause I'm also, I'm working, but in a different <laughs> way. And so the fact that, you know, that all this, cause and, and I'll be lying if I, if I didn't say this, but you know, I, there'd be times where I'd be spending out on the lake, grinding it out six hours in the middle of the winter, not getting bit. I'm like, I hope this pays off some way or another, man. <laughs> just, I, I obviously I enjoy being out there, but I'm like, I, I'm spending a lot of time, a lot of money in something that it's a complete, it's, it's a pipe dream that it will eventually happen but something in my heart just told me, you know what, just keep going for it. Cause you enjoy it and, and just keep doing it. And so keep doing it. And here I am. I finally got the opportunity of a lifetime. And uh, it's so good to say that my previous career um, gets to be left in Los Angeles. <laughs> and, uh, and now I get to bring, you know, start with like parts of my previous or with my experience, I get to bring to the table with uh, new sponsorships and whatnot, which has, um, you know, been an interesting world to uh, navigate, Sure. Uh, you know, now having off obviously doing the YouTube thing, which I started back when the pandemic was going. Cause I'm like, my industry disappeared. Right. Uh, I went on unemployment for the very first time in my life. You know, I paid into unemployment my whole life, but I've never taken it. I've never taken a penny, right. but that, but there was a time, like I literally doubled my rent two weeks before COVID hit because I had such an, I had such a successful year in 2019 that I was like, Oh man, of course. Yeah. I can afford my own like nice apartment. 
Uh, like it's it'll it'll be all good. And then COVID hit and just poof, the industry shut down. Right. And uh, it scared the daylights out of me. And I'm like, you know what? Like I'm just putting all my eggs into one basket into this into this photo world thing. Yeah, the money's great, and I get to make my own schedule. But now the industry's gone. Like everything's, and I'm sure everyone experienced it to a certain level. If you're not like a, a first responder, but it's just poof, everything like got you know suspended. And so that's when I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to have my own fishing show. Like as a kid, like that was also part of the dream. Was like I want to have my own fishing show. Sure. That's when I started doing the, the YouTube thing. And I told myself, you know, if I could be consistent with this and do at least five years of, of consistency every single week, I know we'll get to the point where it'll become monetized. That at least I can take care of and get some type of passive income from it. Not relying on it as my main source of income, but at least relying on it as a passive source, something that I enjoy doing, something that I can share with other people and share with younger anglers and also share with you know, people that have no clue what bass fishing is and to find it intriguing to them and kind of pull them in, in a fun and different way versus being like, all right, I'm going to throw this spinnerbait down the saddle right here, you know, <laughs> which I still love to do. Cause that's what, I, that's what I was listening to. I'll listen to Bill dance like all day talking about that. And I'm like, what's a saddle? Sure. You know? Sure. But, but yeah, well, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually thumbing through some of your, uh, your YouTube stuff here now and it's capture fish on YouTube. Correct. Yeah, it's 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 capture fish on YouTube. At the time, I wanted to, you know, because I've done so many different things in my life. Uh, I was Matty Wong, the the actor. I was Matty Wong, the saxophonist. You know, I I was like, you know what? I want to I want to disassociate my name with a body of work that when someone goes and looks at it, they're like, oh wow, this guy's passionate in fishing. Not like just in bass. Right. And that's why I didn't call it capture bass. Right. Because I, you know, I, I enjoy, if you look, there's, I have a, I have a video of me catching a hundred pound bluefin. Mm-hmm. I also have a video of me catching a four pound rainbow trout and a fly rod. Uh, me, a, a bunch of different ra- like random adventures. And that's something that I, I wanted to do. And the, my, the idea well. The, the initial idea with capture fish was it actually was an Instagram idea because I was posting too many fish pics on my personal page. <laughs> and one of my best friends like, Hey dude, you got to take it to two. Like the fish pics are getting a little much. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'm like, I am still going to post my fish pics. They're like, do it. And so that's why capture fish. And you can see the logo is like a, a lens and a fish in it. Um, I, I, I wanted to create a content suite right. for companies in the fishing industry that if they wanted to get high level imagery for marketing purposes and whatnot, that you can come to capture fish and get a different fresh look at their lures and, and how to present it. And that's actually how I initially got set up with mega bass in uh, 2018. Kenneth, I I would, I would, uh, I would tell you to not go to mattywong.com. No, just don't do it. Don't do it. It will hurt your feelings, my friend. So we're both photographers, so it'll, it'll hurt. Oh, they've been hurt before. I know, I know it, it, it hurt mine looking at it because your stuff's incredible, dude. I mean, it really oh, is you. your content's in really incredible. And, um, Kenneth and I are both big photographers, David, we're not sure what David's into, but, um, it's, uh, you know, it, he likes fishing, leave him alone. That's exactly right. <laughs> but no, some, some incredible stuff here, dude. It, it really, really Thank is. You. So, 
Um, but uh, so capture fish, mattywong.com, and then where can we find you on social channels? Yeah, so the mattywong.com is basically my that was just for my photography. Sure. Um, and uh, I, I, I started a new page because I know and I understand now that my name has importance to it when it comes to fishing. So I did start mattywongfishing.com. You got uh, to. Why not? Right. Got to. Right. You have to. Right. Um, so I have mattywongfishing.com. Uh, I have I actually own capturefish.com. I haven't, you know, done anything with it. I actually need, uh, I kind of need to reorganize some things when it comes to that and the housekeeping um, bit. But if uh, they can go and check out capturefish on my Instagram. And then my personal page is Maddie underscore Wong. And Maddie is spelled with a Y versus a IE. Okay. Uh, there's like a million Matt Wongs in the world, uh, <laughs> but there's only one Matty Wong. Uh, it's funny because I got added to uh, this group chat in on on Instagram, and it's called the Council of Matt Wongs. Oh, where I have 87 other Matt Wongs that are all on this one <laughs> chat, and so every once in a while, I'll be like, "How is Wong Brothers doing?" <laughs> and they'll be chiming in from like from from australia to france to just across the world and it's just it's it's kind of funny that we all you know come together we all like kind of check in on each other from time to time um yeah, but yeah you guys yeah. can find me maddie wong, uh, maddie underscore wong capture fish as well uh and then also uh, i would definitely appreciate the uh the like and subscribe and notification bell <laughs> on the on the youtubes I got you. I, I, I'm watching the fishing with Kevin Short right now at. Uh, oh my at gosh, that was a, He's a he's a, a good good friend of mine. So uh, that's uh, H, dude that's K idiot. Pink man, good he's, dude. He is. He is really one good best. dude. So, well, Manny, we have taken up way too much of your time today, but we really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you being part of the show, David. Do you have any questions? You've been awful quiet up there today. Well, Matt did a lot of the work for me. So um, only I was going to ask is what besides what uh, the Elite Series, anything else on the ta- on the table for twenty twenty two? You know, uh, I really want to put all my focus into that. I mean, I feel like if my focus isn't divine, and when I mean that, I mean my like ultimate uh, beamed focus um, into competing on the elites, that I'm doing myself a disservice. So. That's my focus actually for the next two years because um, I want to be able to requalify for 2024. Um, my goal is to make it to the classic again in 2023 and, um, you know, hopefully get a rookie of the year or, you know, do well in the AOI standings. I, you know, if you shoot for the stars, you'll hit the moon, right. Or something like that. I, I forgot <laughs> what the saying is, but it was another thing. Cause with this, this piece of hardware here, um, on the drive out, I did it solo. Uh, it was 25 hours and I was going through New Mexico and I, I looked to my passenger, not like an empty seat. Right. And, uh, I envisioned a trophy with a seatbelt around it. How'd that work and out? It was, man, when I, when I got to buckle that thing up, I took a photo <laughs> of it. <laughs> oh man, that, that hit differently. So, you know, I, I think I always try to envision certain things and, um, and I, and I'm a, a true believer in, in karma. I'm also a true believer in, in, um, manifesting destiny. Um, so I think with putting those good things out in the world, you know, they, they, they will come back in, in another 
you know, shape or form. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I know I've been going a million miles a minute and I, hopefully I didn't tangent too, too crazy, nope, but nope, you know, I really uh, enjoyed nope. hanging out with you guys. It was perfect, perfect, man. We, we learned a lot about you. We did. David, David actually hosts a, go ahead, buddy. You can tell him, go ahead. How about it? For the rookie podcast, I'll be yeah. doing that one next year. Uh, but you covered so much. I'm pretty sure there's still a lot more to go because it sounds like your story is so deeper than what you got. I think we just covered just the layer surface of it. So. Oh yeah, that's just the that's just the <laughs> top, man. Um, I'm, Shrek says it's like a like a like an onion, right, or some right, uh, right, yeah. right. Well, we'll let David get in touch with you, and y'all can keep peeling back those onions on the rookie podcast here coming up. There you go. But, uh, but dude, thanks so much for your time. Congratulations on the nation championship win, and congratulations to being a 2022 Elite Series angler. Thank you very much, Chris. And again, Kenneth and David, thank you guys so much for your time. It's really a pleasure to sit here and talk fast with you guys. I look forward to doing this again. Absolutely. Pleasure for all our Thank you. I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue. And a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort. IsoChill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Welcome back, folks. Closing segment, Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. I'm brought to you by our friends at Vicious Fishing. That's right, guys. It's time to go fish. Get vicious. Check out Fishing Line. All the cool stuff they've got going on there at vicious-fishing.com. Check them out and uh, get vicious. Matty Wong, guys. Hell of a dude. Great guy. Very excited. I'm a fan. David, you a fan? Uh, very humble guy. Um, you know, he... he- Definitely put a lot of work into it. So definitely looking forward to see how he does next year. Yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, very excited. Man. And Kenneth, you mentioned it there at the, at the end of the, uh, as we got off the air, but uh, just a passion for the sport. Well, it's obvious, you know, that, that, that he's, he's had a career, he's worked and, you know, been able to provide for himself, but every spare time he had, he's thinking about fishing or been on the water trying to figure out how to catch fish. And it's pretty obvious you know, that it's, that it's paying off, but 
you know, all those people that think it's you can take a shortcut to do this and be successful, that there is no shortcut. No, you have to put in the time. And you know, we're we're on a Zoom call, so we were actually able to see him. He he's sitting in his apartment, yes. <laughs> and he's got Bates hanging up on his apartment wall. Yes. I could see Bates on one wall and a refrigerator in the background. Yep. Yeah, most of us have that set up like in our garage or a shop or a shed, not inside of our home. This guy is thinking about fishing all the time. Yep, all the time. He's probably got he's probably got baits hanging up around his bed. I mean that that's <laughs> so. I mean, to me, that's why he's having success. Yeah, yeah. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. So heck of a guy. Excited for him. Excited to meet him. And um, get to know him a little better. David, I think you're right, dude. I think that's a rookie podcast. Um, that's part one, what we just did. Yep. I think you've got a part two, and a three, and a four coming <laughs> with him. Because I can see your little mind working over there, dude. You had, you're, you're conjuring up questions that you just haven't asked yet. So yep. that's, how I'm, that's just how I am in general, too. So I, I can't wait if, if things work out, too, to just kind of – he used to peel that onion. How many layers do I get to? <laughs> yeah, no, that's for sure. So that's for sure. A uh, little news real quick from the uh, from the website. Looks like Zaldane and Ricard. Rickard? Ricard? David? What is that? Do you know? I didn't get a chance to watch the last okay. day. I'm assuming it's Ricard. So Chris Zaldane, Ryan Ricard of Brandon, Florida, won the 2021 Yamaha Bassmaster Redfish Cup Championship prevented by Skeeter. Three-day total of 43 pounds, four ounces. Sounded like from uh, Zaldane's uh, Facebook post, they put some uh, some bass-type tackle into play and um, to bring this sucker home. So that's a pretty cool deal. I think uh, what was Mark Menendez, they, they, his team that day when they were uh, implementing some bass tactics as well. So, I mean, I'm not a big – I've seen some redfish stuff before, but I know that some of that tactic kind of goes hand in hand depending on how you target it. So I'm not surprised some of those bass guys kind of, you know, found it somewhat easy transition to, to uh, go after those redfish. Biggest red I've ever caught in my life, uh, in my life, um, a guide in, uh, well, a buddy of ours, really. He's actually a sheriff down in, um, gosh, what's the, uh, what's the parish in Louisiana? Kenneth, everybody goes, um, gosh, what's, I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, everybody goes down to Venice. Venice, thank you. That's, I knew it was a V. It wasn't Venus. It's Venice. Venice, Louisiana. And uh, we were down for the classic when Ike and Ellie won, actually. Uh, years and years and years. And, not like, yeah, when Ike won years and years and years and years, years ago. And um, it was a deal where uh, we went out and we were in a little aluminum center console deal. And I was lost because, I mean, it's just islands and marsh and this and that. We pulled back in a little deal. Didn't have power poles, didn't have raptors, didn't have anything in the store. Not even, not even a trolling motor. Pulled back in a little deal, and he actually turned the boat sideways in this little canal, right? And he took this giant stainless steel stick bar, and he threw it in the ground in the water right beside the boat, and the boat pushed up against it. And that was that's how we stood there. He handed me a seven and a half foot flipping stick with a 65 pound braid and a fluke on the end of it. And says, throw it right there. And dude, I went, and it hit. And I went, twitch, 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 twitch. And dude, the water just 
rose like two feet and erupted and went nuts. And all of a sudden it went and took off. And I, dude, I crossed his eyes and it was game freaking on. And it was, uh, it was badass. But yeah, redfish can be a lot of fun. I like to get David on, on a big red. That'd be fun. You see, you know, David, you know, what's the, what's the deal? Where in they, the water? In the water and, he, and he's skiing <laughs> right out there on the, on, on the back of the deal. But, uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Uh, our friend Christine Fisher won the Hobie Bass Open Series. Tournament of Champions comes the first woman to win that event and to hold that title. Won it down on Lake Eufaula, KG, out of her kayak. Um Working on trying to get her on the show here soon. <clears throat> I just pulled that, that story up. Had on the a web. lot of success out of a kayak. Yes, yeah, she has. Just pulled that that story up, David, on the website, and it's blank. So I have to fix that. I don't know what that deal's all about. Oh, there it is. It comes up. It does work. All right. So she had uh, this was last Friday through Sunday. Top fifty Hobie anglers and the BOS Angler of the Year standings qualified. And um, what was her total? Let's see, she had her five longest bass totaled uh, over three days, 240 and a half inches. So took home first place in $35,000. She's got some good YouTube videos, things too. I mean, she's she's a beast on that kayak deal. So I know she also fished the, the opens as a co uh, this year. So uh, I got that going on. Also, our friends at Berkeley Fishing and Santa want you to decide where Santa should fish after Christmas. He's bringing up to $25,000 to the winning town, so you guys check that out. Of course, go to anglerschannel.com, all those stories and more up on the website. Uh, David, what am I missing? What's going on? Do we know? Anything? Um, I believe in your guys' neck of the woods, there's an MLF thing that casts for something with the kids, right? What was it? It's a cast for kids. Cast for kids. Yes. Yeah. At Gunnersville. Cast. Do we know when that is? When is that? that I'm sure. Is, I'm believe. sure it's Saturday, right on top of everything else. It's Sunday. Oh, twenty okay. first. I believe it's okay. the twenty first. Sunday the twenty first. Okay. Auto Civitan. Well, I hope it's not a tournament because they couldn't. They can't fish it. If it is, um, I'm sorry. Did I say it out loud? Uh, my fault. <laughs> sorry, Joe. Um, but uh, let's see what else is going on. So yeah, that's going on this weekend, and then uh, we've got ABT 100 this weekend going on. Uh, that's coming up, so that'll be good. I uh, finally get to finish that season out, KG. But <laughs> we're only 40, 50 day, 52 days away from starting the <laughs> the next ABT season. <laughs> that's so, awesome. It is awesome. I, you're right. It is awesome. We don't need too long of a break. No, we don't. But I need a little more than what we got. <laughs> <laughs> need a little more than what we got, but no, it'll be good. So we've got a lot going on there. And like I say, we've got a lot going on on the website. A lot of behind the, ste- behind the scenes stuff happening on the website and excited to get that stuff out to you guys coming up here soon. KG, what did you learn this week? You know, I should have known you were going to ask that question, and I should have had something, a thought in my head, but I I, I don't have anything. Um, I don't I don't know what I've learned this week. Okay. David, how about you? See, it's kind of like, kids. it's been a while since you've asked this. So, like, I, I try to be somewhat prepared, but I don't know. It's, I don't know if I really learned anything. I just, I just keep realizing that the end of the year is coming pretty quick, so. 
end of the year is quick. It's 45 days until New Year's. 44 days, I can listen to this, until New Year's. And um, it's scary. I'm going to be real honest with you. It's scary because there's a lot to do between now and uh, and the first of the year. And uh, we got a lot going on. A lot of big things coming for Angler's Channel, for Angler's Channel Media, for Angler's Channel Podcast, um, and for the dot-com, social. We've got a lot going on. Talking to some new partners right now that I'm very, very excited about it. So uh, first of the year, this podcast is going to change just a little bit. Um, it'll sound a little different. It'll be a little different. But it's still going to be the, the most kick-ass podcast out there. Even though it's just a little fishing podcast, it's still going to be the most kick-ass fishing podcast out there. And then uh, talking to some folks, too, about some new You Pick'em stuff, um, as well as, of course, the Angler's Channel Extra web show that's coming up. If you're in the market for a new Ranger, I've still got a 2022 sitting here in the driveway, ready to go to his new owner. Um, you can check me out on the Facebook Marketplace, or you can shoot me an email, cbrown at anglerschannel.com, and uh, I can send you more details about it as well. David, do you want to give your tournament spiel? Yeah, so well, well, we're still working on some few things to kind of get it up and pre- even prettier than it was before, but definitely get us your calendars for, I know it's November, but your last, you know, your fall, winter uh, 2022 schedules, D Shong at X, I'm sorry, at anglerschannel.com. So D X I O N G at anglerschannel.com. Very good. Very good. You know, while we're on this uh, subject here, let me, let me go ahead and add a few things. You know, this is, this is kind of an off season for a lot of people. They're going to have time at home at Thanksgiving and they have time at home for Christmas. A lot of these guys are preparing for next year. If, if you have not gone through the Angler's Channel website and looked at all the different things that's offered there, you may be missing out on an opportunity. If you've got a body of water that you're going to travel to next year and you're not familiar with it, or even if you are familiar with it, search through Angler's Channel. You can find that body of water. There's all kinds of information you can get from that, from past results from that from that lake. Even if you're traveling, if you need to find um, – you know, a place to stay while you're there. There's some information there, maybe a place to eat. But look through Angler's Channel. You can search the lakes you're going to. A lot of the information you're looking for that's hard to find, you can make it easy on yourself by going to Angler's Channel. Look at listen to KG with the you know with the uh, with the four hundred one and one where given the deets. I like it, brother. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. So well, I mean, if you're going to fish tournaments, you got to. You got to find the easy way to get the information. We are in the tournament right business, aren't we? That's what we do. We are in the tournament business of making grassroots anglers. We're not famous. just a podcast. No, we are not just a podcast. There's a whole lot more of this stuff, sucker, than just a podcast. This is just this is just what we do on Tuesday nights. We long about we got a lot of other stuff we do <laughs> Monday through Sunday, really Monday through Monday or whatever it is. I can't even remember. So. This is part time and that's full time. Absolutely. This is <laughs> this was started just for fun to see how it would work out. And um, hell, now when we miss a show, I get berated. So I'm sorry, but here we go. So I'm speaking of next week, I'll be I I should be okay by Tuesday. I'll be a little under the weather on Monday. I'm having uh, having these spots cut out on my back on Monday morning next week. So uh, I mentioned it last week in the show. If you've not been to a dermatologist lately, I would suggest you go make a uh, make an appointment. Just get checked out. It's worth the copay. And uh, I did. Uh, they found two moles on my back, which have never seen the sun ever in their life. 
And uh, two moles in the back look a little funny. And uh, they did a little scan, did a little scrape, um, and found out they were cancerous. So melanoma's coming out next Monday. And so uh, I should be good to go. I might be hunched over a little bit, but I'll be uh, – I'll be ready to roll come uh, come next Monday, but excited for the opportunities ahead, and uh, excited for you guys. We will be we'll be doing shows up through the twenty first. Twenty first December will be our last show for the year. We'll take a couple weeks off and then come back uh, the first week of January. But so that leaves us uh, a few more shows left for the year. So we're bringing you guys some holiday gift ideas along with. Uh, all kinds of other nonsense, I'm sure. We'll find something to talk about, I can imagine. So, But on that note, guys, thanks for uh, tuning in and listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Dave, we haven't done a number in a while. Give us a number. What's a number? I'll do four. Four. Okay. The fourth texture to 256-535-3217. That's the X-Zone Hotline brought to you by Trickstep. 256-535-3217. The fourth texture will win a very cool little prize. Uh, not little. It'll be big. It'll be a good prize. I promise. I'll, I'll, I'll find something good for you. But uh, shoot us a text. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show. And like Maddie Wong says, subscribe, rate, or subscribe, and turn the notifications on for the Capture Fish YouTube channel. I watched a couple of videos today. It's good stuff. He does a really good job with that. So you guys need to check that out. His photos are stupid. I'm just going to be honest with you. As a photographer, they're incredible. Uh, so make sure you check those out as well. Um, on behalf of our guest tonight, Bassmaster Elite Series Pro, Matty Wong. Can't forget that. Great dude. Uh, on behalf of the AC Circus, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Put that PFD on. Hook that kill. Hang on one. I'm just going to say this. I'm just going to say this, right? We have a lot of people in this industry. They claim to be photographers, claim to be videographers. If you're taking pictures or video of a pro, of anyone in a boat, driving a boat at a rate of speed beyond idle, and their PFD is not on, and the kill switch is not hooked up, I get pissed. You get pissed, KG? Well, you, you know I do. I, I've, I've been known to yell at people on the water because of it. I'm just saying, don't do it. Stop doing it. If you're in the industry and you, and you claim to be a photographer, you know better, right? Stop. Don't do it. Just just don't do it. Um, just stop. I'm just it, – it drives you up a wall. I, I can't it's believe it. It's not the image that you want to put out there to people that may be – new to the industry or trying to learn. They need to learn the right way coming into it. They do. No, you're exactly right. And uh, so, yeah, so very, uh, very concerned with some of the stuff I've seen here lately. So please make sure that you're doing the justice off of that stuff because it's, it's a really, <laughs> it's not a and good if, thing. And if you're an angler doing your own content, put your stinking PFD on while you're doing it. It's, it's pretty, pretty simple. It really is. It's pretty simple. So, guys, with that, put it on, buckle it up, hook it up, hook it, kill switch up. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Don't take the first one. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.